0: Nicola Everett. Hello, happy Friday. Hope you're okay. on March the 24th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Coming up, we've got the latest on the Manston airport saga as plans to reopen it are delayed again. You can hear from the Morrisons worker hoping to be the next singing sensation. Plus, we catch up with Gillingham striker Tom Nichols ahead of this weekend's game. But first up today, a Gravesend mum says her son has been mentally scarred after he was threatened with a knife at a youth centre. 18-year-old Oliver, who has additional needs, was at the North Fleet Youth Centre's Accessibility Club when a knife was put to his stomach by another teen. Mum, Ella Seward-Hutton, says Oliver feared for his life and she's calling for more protection at the club. That night he was
1: really, really shaken up by it. He said he was scared. Um, He thought that he was going to be seriously harmed. He did think that the boy was seriously going to do it going to stab him and he feared for his life and the thing is they were all queued up to enter this youth club which means that boy would have been in with SCN kids okay. with a knife in his pocket because they have nothing that will tell them if somebody's carrying a weapon so like the, the people there all the children there and the adults there are basically really vulnerable because any kid could walk in with anything, a gun, a knife, anything and they'd have no idea because they haven't got a wand because they're not allowed to use, and they aren't funded for an archway. It feels like I can't keep him safe outside the house. That's what it feels like.
2: Are you worried for yourself at all as well?
1: Yeah, but I've always been worried. I've never gone out after dark on my own ever. So I don't think being with a man, being a woman on your own, or anything like that, is is safe at all. Unless you're out in a group, I don't think it's a good idea in Gravesend at all.
2: Have you seen? Have you seen a change in Ollie since what's happened?
1: He's very quiet, and he did say to me, "Why?" why was it done so i don't know i don't know i can't give him an answer to that and that's what upsets me the most is that i can't answer him why it happened and i can't stop it from happening again if that boy is still out there there is a chance that that will happen again and i can't do anything about it so i've got to stop him having freedom because one thug has decided that he wants to take a knife out onto the street and potentially or threaten at least to use it
2: you just don't you just don't like hearing about these things do you really it's
1: no, but I think there's not there's not enough awareness. People think, oh, yes, he had a knife; he was he was threatened. But if it actually happens to your child, you then tell me that it's not a big thing. Let it happen to your child, and you tell me it's not a big thing. If it's a fear of God into you, as soon as someone says your son's had a knife pulled on him, yeah, you, know, you go into mama bear action, and you will put your life on your line for your children.
3: There aren't
2: any words really to put to it. Saying it's a very bad situation is not even it's just serious,
1: right? If that kid had. That knife in his pocket when he walked into the youth club. Not only are the kids in danger, the adults at work there are as well. They need something to give them some sort of protection, whether it be an arch or a wand or something. They can't rely on kids telling them that they've got something in their pocket. I mean, you know, what kid is going to tell you? None. Not one. It just seems crazy. That's the only protection that they have is to ask them if they've got a weapon on them.
0: Well, police have arrested a 17-year-old. He's been released on bail while investigations continue. And this is what the council have said to us in a statement. We are aware of an incident that took place in a car park close to North Leeds Youth Centre prior to its opening and before any staff were present at the site. On their arrival, staff ensured all young people present were safe and well and the matter was reported to the police. The Council continues to support vulnerable young people through regular and focused group sessions. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and a man's appeared in court charged with firearms offences after being stopped and searched by officers in Chatham. The suspect was spotted on Boundary Road in the town yesterday. The 39-year-old is accused of having crack cocaine and cannabis. Police are investigating after cars were vandalised in Deal. Windows of vehicles on Mill Road were smashed while others parked in Robert Street, Somerset Road, Manor Road and Gladstone Road were also damaged. Two people have been treated by paramedics after a barn caught alight near Tunbridge Wells. The blaze spread to nearby buildings on Harten Oak Road in Hawkehurst yesterday evening. Eight fire engines were called and crews spent nearly 12 hours tackling the flames. Police in Sussex are offering a £500 reward for information that leads to the arrest of a man with links to Tunbridge Wells. Curtis Harrison has violated the terms of his release from prison. The 32 2 year-olds have been jailed for breaching a restraining order. Now, with just a few days left to have your say on plans to close 35 children's centres in Kent, parents have been telling us about the impact it would have on them. A protest was held outside County Hall in Maidstone yesterday while bosses discussed the issue. Heidi Taylor takes her seven-month-old son to one of the sites near Dover.
1: It's just ridiculous the fact that it's even been proposed because it's a real lifeline for so many mothers and um, block- Blossom in Walmart is aimed at zero to eight-year-olds. So that's a huge amount of, of, well, a huge demographic, really. I myself go there with my son, Rowan. Um, He's now seven months old. We've been going since he was born. We use use so many services there, like the health visiting services, the baby groups there, the sensory room, which only opened in December. Myself and a lot of other mothers use these services, the fact that it's closing is just I mean where do I even start you know we'll lose such a lifeline and we such a community it helps mothers and and fathers but it helps us get out of the house with our babies for like health reasons mental health reasons and just to socialize so losing losing that is just
0: it's just a It's a shock to the community. The council say shutting some buildings will save them millions of pounds, but insist services will still be provided elsewhere. A consultation closes on Sunday, and a final decision is expected next month. Kent Online reports. Our a decision to allow another judicial review into plans to redevelop Kent's Manston Airport have been described as disappointing. A company wants to turn the site into a cargo hub, but some residents are concerned about the impact on the environment. It's a saga that's been going on for many years. And to explain what's happened, here's our business editor, Chris Britcher.
3: Manston Airport is seemingly a never-ending saga. Closed in 2014, there are currently multi-million pound plans to transform the former MOD site into a thriving air cargo hub by the site's current owners, a company called River Oak Strategic Partners. They say it will create thousands of jobs and bring much needed industry to Thanet and East Kent as a whole. They've also hinted that if a success somewhere down the line, commercial flights could resume too. But, as it is such a significant project, and this is where it gets a bit complicated, it needed what is known as a Development Consent Order, or DCO. This is granted by the Department for Transport, which weighs up the arguments for and against Now, this was originally granted in 2020. However, a judicial review was launched by local Ramsgate resident Jenny Dawes. She complained the airport would harm East Kent and was not a wise move environmentally. A judicial review basically means a judge examines the decision made by a government body and reaches a conclusion on whether it was sound or not. She won that review and a judge decided to overturn the decision for the DCO. However, not to be deterred, River Oak resubmitted its proposals and once again was given the DCO last August. You can guess what happened next. Another bid for judicial review, which this time around was rejected in January. However, as part of this process, Ms Dawes was granted an oral hearing with a judge and today they have decided to grant that review. What does this mean? Basically, it's going to add months to the airport's takeoff plans, and could, of course, if successful, actually spell the end of River Oaks plans.
0: Local MP Craig McKinley says yesterday's ruling will lead to further delays. Homeowners in a new estate in Herne Bay say they feel they've been shortchanged after developers failed to deliver on a lush green community space. Now, brochures for Bay Square featured a landscaped area at the heart of the estate for people to enjoy, but residents have described what's actually there as an ugly urban desert. Well, Guildmore developers say there's been no point planting anything during winter, but shrubs will be going in in the coming weeks. You can head to Kent Online today to see CGI pictures of what was promised and then pictures of what is actually there now. A Greenhithe mum has been forced to leave her home after a fire destroyed the kitchen. The blaze broke out at the property in Stone on Tuesday as she did the school run. The council have moved her to temporary accommodation in Erith Friends are now trying to help with the cost of getting her daughter to school. Let's hope for the future of two leisure centres in West Kent following an emergency meeting. We told you earlier in the week how sites in Sevenoaks and Edenbridge have been forced to temporarily close after the company that runs them went into liquidation, while well, the local council has now approved a budget of nearly £2 million to help reopen the facilities.
3: Kent Online reports.
0: New regulations are going to be in place for buskers in Rochester High Street in a bid to attract what's being described as a better class of musician to the town. Street entertainers will be handed a code of practice that will set out where they can busk, how long they can perform for and how often they can return. The guidelines are currently just in the draft stages but if they do prove to be successful we're told they could be rolled out across other parts of Medway. Meantime a Morrison's worker from Sittingbourne is hoping social media will help him to become a singing sensation. Rhys Davies has only previously sung to colleagues and customers at the store but they encourage the 20 year old who lives in Raynham to perform for charity and posted about him on Facebook. He's since had hundreds of likes and positive comments and has been speaking to our reporter, Ben Austin.
2: I was in year three and there was this big thing where like at school we all used to sing in uh, assembly and then we all tried to get into this choir thing where we all went on a school trip. Sadly, I actually didn't get picked, even though the majority of the year three did get picked and there was like five of us who didn't. So after that, I just started singing all the time and I just kind of just enjoyed it more. And then by year six, uh, I remember just in assembly once I was just singing and one of the teachers just looks over to me and just like, Reece, is that you singing? And I was just like, yeah, uh, sorry, uh, was it bad? He was just like, no, it was really good, mate. I stopped, like, thank you. And then after that, I just started practicing singing all the time. I've always loved music as well. So it's just, yeah, it's just something I've always enjoyed since then. Really. Do you have any musical inspirations? Like, who, which kind of artist do you prefer, or anything else like that sort of thing? Honestly, you see, I got into music. Like, I started playing the piano because my mum, my mum used to play the piano all the time. That's like the same reason my sister started learning the piano. And when my sister started learning the piano, that's when I was just like, that looks pretty cool so then really it was mainly because like for my mum but the the artists i listen to you see i listen to music in a strange way i can't lie i don't listen to like specific artists i more just appreciate the music like how the music like it comes together like when whenever someone says to me like oh have you heard this song i usually go i don't know because i'm terrible with artist names and song names I just love listening to like pretty much all genres of music, like it doesn't really bother me too too much. And then, once I find a song that I really like, it yeah, will then just go and repeat for a ridiculous amount of time, and I just can't stop listening to the song. So, what what where would you like to see yourself go? Because obviously, you're saying that you're wanting to record. Are you are you looking for this as a potential future? Yeah, hopefully. Well, it's like I'm trying to I'm trying to write my own songs as well. It's like well, i remember once i was at blue water with my sister and my dad and there was just a piano there so i just started i think i was about maybe like 14 and i started just playing the piano and then next thing i know there was a crowd around the bottom and a crowd around the top and um, i didn't even really notice until i finished playing the piece because i was just getting so into it and then as i get up, my sister points it all out to me and everyone's just there clapping i just I don't know, it was just it was just someone about it, like they all just looked so happy as well, like like I brought a bit of joy to their day. And once I did that, I don't know what it was. It just it's also makes you kind of feel good.
0: Kent Online News. A centuries-old monument in the heart of Canterbury has been described as at risk by the Government Heritage Watchdog. Simmons Monument stands at the summit of Dane John Mound and has been found to be at risk of being lost because of erosion. It's been described as a wake-up call to city officials who've been accused of letting the historic public gardens go to rot. A school in West Kent that's been teaching children for more than 150 years will close for the final time today. Bosses at Foss bank in Hildenborough had found a buyer in a bid to keep it running, but they recently pulled out. They'd also struggled to cope with falling pupil numbers. A Kent chocolatier has managed to secure an investment from one of the stars on Dragon's Den. Steve Remmett-Victor opened My Chocolate Shop in Sittingbourne. He was on the TV show last night, pitching for help to expand and secured £40,000 from Sarah Davis. And Folkestone has been named today as one of the best places to live in the southeast Expert judges have compiled the list for the Sunday Times by assessing schools, transport links, broadband speeds and culture as well as access to green spaces and the high street. Chichester and West Sussex topped the list but Folkestone was praised for its colourful creative quarter filled with quirky shops and artist studios. Kent Online Sports. First up football and promotion hopefuls Carlisle United are the visitors to Priestfield this weekend. Gillingham will be hoping to continue their good run of form. They've won six of their last seven there. They're all So now 10 points clear of relegation. Well, Tom Nichols scored in Tuesday night's win over Crew Alexandra, and he's been speaking to our sports reporter, Luke Cordell.
4: We obviously have a game plan that we have to, that we work on throughout the week, which um, the manager sets up. So yeah, I mean, in terms of my personal performance, I I try and play as well as I can in every game. I I have a playing style that I try and stick to. I don't try and do anything that I'm not able to do type thing. So yeah, like I said, we'll have a game plan. Um, be a very tough game, but I mean the game plans have been working more often than not lately, so I look forward to it. They're going to be a, a real tough test. I mean, I played them. I played them. I didn't. I played them the first game of the season. Crawley, and they absolutely dominated us. But now they're a very fit, well organised side, and it's it's going to be a real tough game. And we're going to have to be on it. We can't we can't be uh, we can't be um, take our foot off the gas at all. Like we haven't achieved anything yet. So it's it's going to be a really tough test. But I mean six out of seven wins at home is a very good very good record so we're not going there we're not playing here fearing them at all so we're going to give it a right good go you scored the three goals didn't you in quick succession? yes did that play on your mind that you haven't scored in sort of five or six after that Um, I mean I was aware of it but I, I I hadn't never lost any sort of confidence I mean I've been on spells before in my career where I've not scored for a while and it's really playing on my mind I'm thinking where's my goal coming from but I was getting chances um, most games, and it was it was up to me to finish them really. So, I knew, um, I knew it was coming. And so, yeah, I wouldn't say I lost much confidence. I was still getting in the right areas and stuff. So, no, I was, I was, I was alright to be fair.
2: We talked about the assists from Alex McDonald. Did you sort of know him before you came
4: here? Is it just a completely new sort? Of new, not personally. No, obviously played against him plenty of times. Um, played with players that know him. Um, yeah, played against him a lot. No, didn't know him personally. It's just one of those connections that you just you just get from from the get go. Really, um, he's a he's a very intelligent footballer, and like I said, his, his dead ball delivery is unbelievable. So yeah, it's just just started off really well, I suppose. It must be quite nice him if you're making that space for him to put the ball into. I yeah, I mean, we both benefit. He's he's picking up assists, and I'm picking up goals. Um, so yeah, we we both benefit from it. So. I'm I think he's enjoying it as well you've had a few assists yourself I think you it's four goals and four assists or something like that your record so far you must have been quite pleased with your overall contribution uh, yeah it's been a good start um, it, it's, it's been a good start I, I just could have been better really like it, I've missed a few chances here and there so yeah it's it's been a good start but there's lots that I can improve on um, that's all it's been is, is a start so yeah I'm looking forward to to getting more really and then building into next season as
0: well. Carlisle are currently third in League 2 Kickoff tomorrow is going to be at three. You'll be able to follow the match action at Kent Online, plus we'll have reaction to the result in bulletins over on our sister radio station, KMFM, on Sunday. Ice hockey and Kent's Invicta Dynamos are in cup final action this weekend. They take on Chelmsford Chieftains over two legs. The first is at the ice rink in Gillingham on Saturday. And a former Rochester schoolboy will be playing for Oxford University in the varsity game at Twickenham this weekend. Michael Fanker went to the maths school and used to play for Medway Rugby Club. He'll line up to take on Cambridge Uni on Saturday. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get an update of the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk. Whilst you're on the site today, you can check out the latest review from our secret drinker. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back. With the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.